This daily grind, I need one wine. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. Every day of my life is such a grind. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grinded Podcast. I just want to say God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. And also thank you for sharing the Grinded Podcast. Uh, it is you uh, who make this podcast successful. It is God who brings fruit through the podcast. And, and I just want to say thank you uh, for all that you're doing with listening and watching and sharing. And may God bless you for doing so. As we're going to start off in, uh, with Acts chapter 18, and, and, and the way I want to start it off is just recapping a little bit of, of, of what's been going on, because it's been a lot. And at the end of Acts chapter 15, if you remember, Paul and Barnabas, they decided to revisit the churches that they had gone around and had planted and started. And so they're going to head out on what we call the, the second missionary journey. But before leaving, they get into a, a, a heated argument over John Mark because Barnabas wanted to take John Mark and, and, and Paul didn't think it was a good idea. And so the two men decide that they're going to split up and go their separate ways. And what ends up happening is Barnabas rides off into the sunset, if you will, with John Mark. And, and not that he wasn't fruitful and he still wasn't doing the things that God wanted him to do because he did. He went in, in, he went in one direction to, to visit the churches that they had started. And Paul would take Silas and go in a different direction. And so what we have in the book of Acts is ever since Luke is the author of Acts, well, in a couple of chapters back, we saw where Luke decided that he was going to go and, and be a part of this, this journey with uh, Paul. And, and so we have uh, the reason why it is the book of Acts is really focused on Paul's ministry and, and his traveling is because Luke is with Paul a lot of the time. So it's really written down from a first-hand point of view. And, and so Luke is writing down what he is actually seeing take place on, uh, on Paul's journeys. And so when uh, they, they traveled to Derby, they traveled to Lystra, which was where Paul was actually stoned. And many people say that he died there and the, the Christians gathered around him and prayed and he just got up like nothing ever happened and continued on the journey. Uh, and while he was in Lystra this second time, he meets a young man by the name of Timothy. And Timothy's going to join the mission as well. And so they're going to visit some local towns. They're going to uh, travel through Phrygia, Galatia, Mysia, Troas, which is where Paul received the Macedonian call, hey, come over here and help us. And so as soon as Paul gets the Macedonian call, they waste no time. They travel to the Macedonia area. And they head to the island of Samothrace, and they land in Neapolis. And from there, they're going to spend some time in Philippi, which is where they met Lydia by the river. And they converted her and some of her friends, if you remember. They were baptized. As a matter of fact, uh, before Paul and Silas were put in prison, she had asked them to come and stay with her and be guests at her house. And so that's kind of where they had, if you will, set up shop at Lydia's house. Um, but 
if you remember, Paul got tired of that little girl. She was a slave girl, and she would always cry out, "These men are from the uh, Most High God." And, and, and you know, and, and the girl was right and correct in what she said. But Paul, it was just day after day, everywhere Paul went, this little girl would follow him. And, and so Paul turns around, just exhausted of hearing this, this girl, and he cast the demon out of this girl, which automatically the, these men who owned this slave girl, it, that, that, was, that was their easy money. I mean, that's how they made their, their money, and they were getting rich by using uh, this little girl to tell people's fortunes. And when Paul cast the demon out of the little girl, the little girl was set free, which is a good thing. But these men lost their way of making money. And so uh, they were angry and, and they, they uh, brought Paul uh, charges against Paul and Silas and, and, and brought Paul before uh, the council there. And they were put in prison. And uh, Paul and Silas was there in, in, in prison in Philippi. And uh, I mean, this deep, dark dungeon, and they begin to sing praises to God, and, they, and, and they're praying to God. And if you remember, the earthquake comes, and all the, the prisoners' chains are, are, are broken, they're released, and all the prisoners, they could have escaped if they wanted to, but they didn't. And the jailer comes rushing in and sees what happens, and he realizes there's something special about the God that these two men are serving, and I want some of that. And so uh, the, the the Philippian jailer, he, he was going to kill himself. And Paul stops and says, oh, oh, no, no, don't, don't kill yourself. And, and, and so Paul explains to him what had happened. And, and the jailer says, man, I, I've got to serve this God. And he is baptized. He, and, and he takes Paul and Silas to his house and bandages their wounds because they had been beaten. And uh, the, his household becomes Christians. And, uh, and so... Paul is going to, and, and Silas are going to leave Philippi. They're going to travel through Amphipolis. They're going to travel through Apollonia and Thessalonica. And it is in Thessalonica where uh, some jealous Jews, they're, they're, they were going to beat Paul, even possibly kill Paul. Um, and so they go to the home of Jason, which was where Paul and Silas and Timothy had been staying. Uh, but Paul wasn't there, and and so they do the next best thing. And, and since Jason has been housing up these these Christians, these men who have, have brought this this new religion to our area and stirring up all this trouble, they remember if you recall what the words that they said, they have turned our world upside down. And and so uh, they take Jason and some of the other Christians, probably beat them to a pulp because they literally drug Jason and these other Christians uh, before the city council. And, and, and they're arrested and they have to post bond. And, and so some other believers, they helped Paul and Silas escape to Berea. And when some of those Jews that were back in Thessalonica get wind of, of Paul being in, in uh, Berea, they gather a, a little mob together and they, and they go to Berea and they cause a lot of trouble uh, for Paul there. So the converts in Berea, they're going to help Paul escape. And so they're going to personally escort Paul to Berea to make sure that I mean to Athens to make sure that he is safe and so when they they return home and they they gather up Silas and the and Timothy and they tell them where Paul is at in Athens and they could catch up with Paul in Athens and so uh while Paul is in Athens I said in the last podcast in Acts 17 that he could have had a, a great opportunity to take a break to rest but he didn't do that he he, he walked around the town. He was making mental notes of things that he saw. 
And he has a conversation with some philosophers about Jesus. And, and that's where you have the, the, the famous Mars Hill speech. And at the end of Acts 17, we're introduced to some, some of those who that were, uh, that were converted uh, to Jesus while Paul was in Athens because he didn't take the break. He, he, he just saw opportunities. While he was waiting on, on, on Silas and Timothy to catch up with him, he, he still takes the opportunity to share Jesus and give people an opportunity to have the hope that he has. And so uh, Luke even tells us some of the names that became Christians. Um, he mentions Dionysius, who was a member of the council. That, that's key. That, that's uh, a member of the council. He would be rich and powerful, uh, a, a rich and powerful dude in, his, in, in that city. Uh, and can, you know, and could uh, possibly reach a lot of people with influence. Um, and so uh, he says there was a woman named Demarius, and then Luke says there were other people. And so Acts 18 is the the chapter that we're going to talk about in this podcast, and possibly the next. It's going to take a couple, possibly three, uh, to get through this chapter. Um, but Acts 18, Luke starts off with Paul leaving Athens and he goes to Corinth. And Corinth was, man, it, it was a happening place. It, 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 it's a very interesting place. And, and uh, I would uh, encourage you to Google uh, Corinth and, 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 and read about Corinth and the things that were going on there. Uh, I'm if if I don't forget, I'm going to provide a link in the description on YouTube where you can watch a YouTube video and actually see the remains of the old Corinth. I mean, it's it, the Agora is there, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Where you know, this is the streets that Paul would have actually walked on. I mean, it is the old Corinth, the, the Agora, the marketplace. Uh, some of the the, uh, the remnants of the old city are still there, and and it, it's just so cool to see. And, and and you know, if you can't travel there, you know, like, much like me, I, you know, I, I just can't go. Don't have the time to or the money. But you can see these things where people actually have gone and filmed, and it's 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 just cool to see. It just makes the Bible even more real, and it just makes the Bible come to life and to to, to know. That these these people that we're talking about in the book of Acts were real people, and they you can see the places that they actually visited, and you can just imagine the people that filled up these places, and 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 just hear Paul talking and trying to persuade these people about Jesus, and and when when we when you study about Corinth and you read about Corinth, and, and they they had temples to Apollos, they had uh, temples to Aphrodite, who who was the god of sex, and 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 Corinth was a, a major area, a, a port area where people it was where people could come who who had trades and they were guilds and they were artisans and they would bring their stuff and they would set up the agora and they would set up little shops and tables, kind of like the flea markets, and they would sell their goods and and so all these you know it, it was just a happening place and these sailors. Uh, this is what uh, Aphrodite's temples were known for. They ha- they were full of prostitutes, men and women prostitutes. And these sailors uh, would come in uh, from the sea and from their journeys, and and they would go to these temples and and they would offer uh, 
sacrifices to Aphrodite and to these Greek gods by by having orgies at the temple with 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 different prostitutes and and so it, it, it's just a really interesting place and like I said you can uh, Google and read about Car the ancient Corinth for yourself and uh, hopefully I'll remember to provide a link to uh, that YouTube video or you can Google YouTube videos and you can or you can Google images and see uh, some of the remnants of of uh, Corinth and it's it's very exciting and uh, one of the things that I read said that there was around 90,000 people living in Corinth at the time uh, that Paul was traveling there and so with all this commerce going on in Corinth you know it's, it's really no wonder why uh, th that the first people that that Paul meet there are Aquila and Priscilla it, they were they were artisans they they had a trade they were tent makers and that's exactly what Paul was he made tents for a living he made tents on the side to make a living he didn't get paid a salary by churches he made his living by making tents and so the first people that he meet is uh, Aquila a husband and wife team by the name of Aquila and Priscilla and in fact for the next 18 months Paul's going to live with this couple as he ministers in Corinth. And we'll talk more about them when we come back from break. Be right back. This is Bruce Stott, one of the elders at Partnership Christian Church, and I want to invite you and your family to worship with us this coming Sunday. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube for service times and directions. Thanks for listening to Grind It Podcast. Keep grinding. So Paul comes into Corinth and and he's looking around, he's checking out the place, and he he as Paul always did, you know, he went to where people were. He didn't avoid people. He he didn't wait for people to come to a, a certain building so he could tell them about, tell them about Jesus. No, he he went to where people was and he would tell them about Jesus. And so he he when he first comes into Corinth, he meets two people. It's a husband and wife, Aquila and Priscilla. And you know, the Bible does not say how he met Aquila and Priscilla, but I I just can't help but think i can't help but wonder if if paul was walking through the agora in this marketplace where the people have their little booths set up and the, you know they're artisans and they 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 have they make things and they they sell things that they make and and so maybe paul was walking through the agora and he's looking at all these different booths and these shops and he he comes up on this man and this woman who is selling tents and that's what they do for a living and so they, they, Paul was a tent maker himself and since he was a tent maker he knew all about tents and he could recognize what good quality what good craftsmanship looks like and perhaps uh, Aquila and Priscilla was very well crafted and what and skilled in what they did in making tents and he saw their work and he saw that they were tent makers and perhaps just maybe Paul struck up a conversation with, with this man and this woman, and somewhere in the conversation, it comes up that, they're hey, we're both tent makers. And, and somewhere in the conversation, it comes up about how that they have been uh, deported and, and because of a, 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 an edict that Claudius Caesar uh, had deported all the Jews from Rome, and so they ended up here in Corinth. And so... Paul says, you know what, I know all about persecution as well. And so maybe they, they started talking about their persecution and, and their travelings. And, 
And maybe the Bible never says that Paul converted Priscilla and Aquila. Perhaps they were already Christians. We, We just don't know. But somewhere in this conversation, I can't help but think that that Jesus came up in the conversation, and maybe they were already Christians. Um, but here's the point that I I want to make with this, with Aquila and Priscilla and and Paul. We make sharing Jesus, we make sharing the gospel difficult. Yes, we get nervous, you know, and and you know maybe we're a little bit shy at first. But when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit fills us with boldness, right? And so He gives us the strength to do so. We just have to step out in faith and do it. It's not difficult. It's not hard to share Jesus. As a matter of fact, here's all we have to do. All we have to do to share Jesus is to take what we know and find some way to work Jesus into the conversation. I mean... I play a lot of instruments. I, I know a little bit about music. I, I don't know a lot about music. I don't know anything hardly about music theory. I've never studied music theory. Uh, uh, I don't know how to read music. Um, but I know a little bit about playing instruments. And so you know, I see people on my job a lot when I'm out on my route who's playing a guitar. And, uh, and so I strike up a conversation about playing a guitar. Hey, what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you play? Do you write music? Uh, and in somehow, in some way, I find a way, because that, that's usually the start of the conversation. And sometimes the conversation will go off uh, chasing a rabbit somewhere. And, and, and what I discover is uh, the, the deeper that I get into a conversation with somebody, there are avenues to that, that I can use if I just listen and, and be attentive to what they're saying. They're going to give me an avenue to where I can share Jesus with them. And so the, 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 the question is, am I going to take advantage of that opportunity? Because we're, we pray all the time, or I do, and I'm sure you do too, that God give me opportunities today. And so when he lays them out before us, are we going to take advantage of the opportunity? Because the opportunities are there if we just take advantage of those opportunities. And, and all we have to do to share Jesus is just find something that we do well, that we know well, and we see people and we meet people that can do the same things that we do. And so we strike up a conversation no matter where we're at, no matter what's going on, and we strike up this conversation. And during that conversation, just work in Jesus. It, it, it's really that simple. You just listen for familiarities and you build off of them and you just work Jesus in to that conversation. And, and I just can't help but think that that's what Paul did with Priscilla and Aquila and he finds out that they've been persecuted, they've been kicked out of Rome, and now here they are in Corinth, and they have a place. And so, hey, why don't you just come and stay with us for a while because uh, we, we want to join in on what you're doing. And a matter of fact, that's exactly what they do uh, because when Paul leaves Corinth, these two, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, are going to travel with him. And later on down the, the road, we'll see in the book of Acts in another chapter that they literally saved his butt. Because he, he would have been killed if it hadn't been for uh, Aquila and Priscilla. So, as his custom was, 
Paul could be found in the synagogue in Corinth every Sabbath day trying to convince the Jews and the Greeks that Jesus is the Messiah. That, that's what he did. He went to where people were and he knew on the Sabbath day that the Jews and the Greeks who had been converted over to Judaism would be gathered at the synagogue. And since their, their hearts are pointed toward God and they want to worship God, then they may be interested in hearing about Jesus who is the Messiah that they've been looking for all this time, right? And so he would go to, when he entered a city, he would always go, if they had a synagogue, he would go there to the synagogue because he had a captive audience and he could tell them about Jesus. And so it's no different here in Corinth. The Sabbath day rolls around, he goes to uh, the synagogue. And this happens uh, every Sabbath day for a while. And what Paul finds is that the Jews there, they just keep opposing him, which is no different than anywhere else that he's been. And they're insulting him. And so he gets so frustrated at this point that he shakes the dust off his feet. And if you remember, that's exactly what Jesus told his disciples to do when he had gathered his disciples and sent them out on a mission by twos. And he says, you go into these cities and you tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand, that it's here. And, 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 and if they listen to you, then you go in and you share with them and, and you stay with them. But if they don't listen to you and they don't invite you in, you shake the dust off your feet and you keep going. Well, that's exactly what Paul does here when he, he gets so frustrated that these Jews are opposing him and they're insulting him. And it's just week after week after week, Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath, that he gets frustrated, and he, he when he shakes the dust off his feet, he says, Your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. And uh, he says, From now on, I'm going to preach to the Gentiles. And if you read, Ezekiel, I believe it's Ezekiel 33, the watchman, uh, you will see uh, that's where he gets that from, that your blood be upon your own heads, because he says, I have sounded the alarm, and you choose to not listen. You, do, you choose not to heed the warnings. I'm blowing the trumpet. I'm telling you that Jesus is the Messiah. You're not listening. Your blood be upon your own heads because I have tried to tell you. And you choose to reject Jesus. And so, once again, you can read Ezekiel 33. Very interesting passage. And some good sermons can come from uh, that chapter. And so... Uh, what does Paul do here? And, uh, he says, your blood be upon your own heads. I'm going to the Gentiles. And, and, and so he goes to, and this is very interesting to me, he goes to the home of a Gentile that served God. And Luke even gives us this Gentile's name, Titius Justice. And Luke says that his house was literally right beside the synagogue. And this is so cool. Uh, so, because this tells me that the, the the people who were coming to the synagogue they didn't want to hear the message of Jesus, right? So, what Paul does, he gets as close to the synagogue as he possibly can, so that the people who comes to the synagogue can see all these people who are interested in Jesus, who are interested in the gospel, who are interested in the message, and who are being obedient and obeying what Jesus said to do, and so. He says, you know, you're, you're going to reject Jesus. I sound the alarm. You're not going to listen. Okay, fine. Your blood be upon your own, on your own heads. I'm going to the Gentiles. There's a Gentile that lives right next door to the synagogue who is interested. 
Paul converts and Paul stays at his house and he says, y'all can just watch from afar what God is doing in the lives of these Gentile people that you can't stand, right? So Jews, you are God's chosen. You're going to reject Jesus. You're Messiah, the one you've been looking for for a very long time. Watch what the watch what the Gentiles do. Look how hungry they are. Watch God work in the lives of the people that you can't stand. You know, I I I, I compare it to this. You know, it, it's kind of like trying to date the hottest chick that that every, everybody wants, and and you try to keep impressing her with everything that you have, and you, you use everything in your arsenal, but she won't give you the time of day, and then you finally get so aggravated. Uh, because she just won't even give you just a little glimmer of hope. She just keeps turning you down. It won't even look your way. So you you go find another hot chick that's interested, and you bring her around that other chick to show her that, hey, there is somebody out there that's interested in me. And so they do like what I have to offer, and and they want to be with me. So nah, 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 right? And that, that's kind of what Paul's doing here. He says, you know what, Gentile, the Jews, you had the opportunity. You, you know, you're the hot chick. God wants you. God chose you. But yet you're choosing to reject the Messiah. You will not listen. You won't give them the time of day. I'm using everything in my arsenal. I'm telling you everything that the prophet said about Jesus. I'm sharing you with you the scriptures of the Old Testament that you know very well. I'm using everything in my arsenal here, but you continue to reject the message of Jesus. You continue to reject God's very own son, the, the Messiah, the one that you've been looking for for all this time. So I'm going to go find me another chick and the, who is interested, and I'm going to devote all my time and devotion to her. And I, you know, I'm going to use everything that is in my arsenal to woo her because she'll be interested. And sure enough, that's exactly what Paul does. He finds another chick. He goes to the Gentiles, and he shares with them Jesus, and he sees the hunger and, and the passion in the Gentiles, and he sets up shop next door to the Jewish synagogue so he can show her off. And say, look, you rejected Jesus, the Gentiles are hungry for Jesus. And they're accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so I thought that was a pretty uh, cool comparison. And I, I was just reading an article about uh, Michael Jordan uh, just the other day this week. And, he, and he's probably the well, in my mind he is because I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Uh, but he's probably the best basketball player that's ever played the game and when he was younger, uh, Michael Michael Jordan, he went to basketball camps, and no one paid any attention to him because he was short, like me. I'm 5'7". I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how tall Michael Jordan is, but according uh, to a lot of people who play the NBA, he was short. Um, but he was discouraged, and but he never gave up. Instead, he was driven to prove them wrong, and, and the rest is history. I mean, Michael Jordan, what does he have, what, seven or eight? championships and rings i mean the it, all kind of mvp the dude is just dynamic he was so awesome and so so fun to watch and so everywhere that paul went he would visit the synagogues right and he tried to tell the jews and the greeks or the greek proselytes about jesus but even though he had few converts from doing this they would always turn against him they would always cause a lot of trouble for him as he traveled around. They would chase him around from city to city. And so he says, 
forget this, I'm turning my attention to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles were hungry for Jesus. Are you hungry for Jesus today? I hope you are. And if, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, I, I know you are. Because th- that's what this podcast is for. It's, it, it's to teach the Bible. It's to teach the Word of God. It's to, to point people to Jesus. It's to, to, to encourage people to live the way God wants us to live. And, and so, again, I thank you for being a listener. And thank you for watching on YouTube. Um, but if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray today that, that you will know Jesus, that you will uh, make him the Lord of your life, that you would be baptized for the remission of your sins, and that your sins be forgiven, and that you would start your walk with Jesus Christ today. And if you already know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're already walking with Christ, and maybe you've walked with him for a long time, my question to you is, are you sharing Christ with others like Paul? You know, sometimes when we share Christ and people don't listen, and they, and it does get aggravating. It, it, it does, you know, feel like we're spinning our wheels and wasting our time. But we are to be planters. We are to water the seed. And it is up to God to bring the increase. And so our responsibility is to plant the seed and to water the seed. Even when we're tired of doing so, we have to keep on. And so if you have followed Jesus Christ for a long time, I just pray that you are encouraged uh, by these these stories that Luke gives us here in the book of Acts about Paul and, and Silas and Timothy and these guys who just gave their lives, they dedicated their lives to serving Jesus. And even though they got frustrated at times, they, they just kept on pressing on uh, and, and telling people, giving them hope. They're giving them the message of the cross and, and the empty tomb and the resurrection. And so I pray today that, that that is you today, that you are encouraged to keep on, keep on, to keep grinding. God bless you. We'll see you next podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Grind It Podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family so that they too can be encouraged by the power of God's Word. If you have any comments or questions, just email them to thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, keep grinding and God bless you.